bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 It's time to salute your sports on KCOU 88.1 FM at KCOU.FM. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic edition of Salute Your Sports, a special Sports Saturday edition. I'm Matthew Terry, Chris Mitchell alongside me, and if you listen to the show on Wednesday, you know that James Stanley is not in the state right now. He is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, getting ready to broadcast the big Mizzou versus Alabama football game. That will be happening at Bryant-Denny Stadium later tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time. Of course, we'll have that on KCRU. So James won't be with us right away. He will be calling in at the bottom of the hour to give some details on that game. So we recruited to replace James, not just one, but two fantastic freshmen here for KCOU. Logan Perone, Michael Amami. How are you guys doing, gentlemen? Welcome to Salute Your Sports. Hello. What is up? What is up? Thanks very much for having me on the show, Matt. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you guys for coming out. Of course, we needed we needed someone to replace James because he's not here to bring the usual hijinks. And most importantly, what I'm really excited for is that James isn't here to throw sound bites in my face when I'm trying to talk. <laughs> because James can't run the board from Alabama, so sure that gets can. to be my job today is to do all of that, plus host this fantastic show. I'm excited. It'll be a good one on the dock for today's show. We're talking about, of course, Mizzou versus Alabama football. We're talking about what's going on in the SEC, what's going on in the NCAA. Really just a big day of college football, like every good fall Saturday should be. Of course, we're going to start off with this big matchup for the Tigers. Arguably the biggest game of the season as they travel, like I mentioned, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to take on the undefeated, incredible, immortal Alabama Unreal. Crimson Tide. Any the adjective? Cosmic Titan. Any adjective I could use to describe them? Juggernaut. Yep. Very Thanos-like in nature. Yes, pretty much. With with one snap of his fingers, Nick Saban wipes out half of the SEC. The, <laughs> Every the SEC West is just pointless now because Alabama's in it. Aside from that one year last year when Auburn won it, but. It's going to be a big matchup for the Tigers and one that uh, doesn't have the fan base here in Columbia too confident, if I would say so, because uh, this Tiger team hasn't exactly impressed these last few weeks. Yeah, man. Let me. This has been a continuing trend with the Mizzou football team where they would just continue to sort of just underperform against uh, conference opponents. Doesn't matter if they're Georgia. Doesn't matter if they're South Carolina. Doesn't matter if they're Kentucky. They're always coming up short against these conference opponents. And now this is a time where they really can't, you know, phone it in if they want to be competitive in this game where they will probably lose. Let's keep it a stack. But if they want to, you know, not look like a bunch of scrubs out there, they can't phone it in. They have to give it 100%. Like... The fans think that they can. At least they have shown that they can against uh, lesser opponents, like per, like uh, your Wyoming's or your Purdue's. And I mean, I think they played fairly well against the in the Georgia game. Other than aside from all the mistakes, the fumbles and the interceptions, you take everything good out of that game. They played fairly well. 
To be fair, but, that does sound like a theme for this season for uh, Mizzou. But, yeah, that, that is the theme well for this season. The they play well despite the mistakes, and the mistakes kill them. So you're seeing them play, you know, they, hold, they held on for quite a while with Georgia. They held on pretty much to the end with South Carolina. It was just the mistakes cost them. You know, you get rid of those, Mizzou may have five, four or five wins instead of three. Yeah, and also uh, to piggyback on that, I think one thing that's uh, really important, and if anybody listened to Kirk Herbstreet, um, he doesn't think that Mizzou has a chance. And part of the reason why I will agree with him in that sense, um, in terms of penalties versus South Carolina, if we look at that last week, um, the flags and the fouls came in at times where it, it was it, the team is not undisciplined. People think the team is undisciplined. It's not. The fouls come at the wrong time. If the fouls are few and far between and they're able to get at least, you know, play a little bit more disciplined on both sides of the ball, I think the chance versus Alabama, I still think Alabama is going to win. But I think this game is going to be far more competitive than what people are saying. I think, about right. I think the team will do better than most people think. I think the big key for this game for Mizzou is the run game. Because this is an Alabama team that doesn't have the show-stopping defense we've seen of most Nick Saban teams in the past couple of years. However, unfortunately, they don't have that, but they have an offense that's one of the best people have ever seen. That's putting up 45 points with ease. The people are predicting, like myself, to put up 60 in this game. So that's going to be the terrifying thing for Mizzou is to make sure that Alabama's offense doesn't get the ball. And to do that, you got to be able to have a good run game, which Mizzou has shown they've had. Well, yeah, I can I can touch on that. I mean, both Mizzou did show, like, last week they had the season-high four rush yards in a game. Uh, I believe I have that right here. That was 286 yards on the ground. That's Mind you, they're also rushing for an average of 212 yards per game. So the run game is there. They just got to utilize it today. Yeah, they have to utilize it. And the other thing that I think is uh, very, very intimidating um, is that Alabama defense. And I think people were laughing yesterday when they were talking about Alabama's, some of the players being injured. You want to talk about a first-world team. Alabama is five-star all over the place. It doesn't matter what backups they have. This team is going to be ridiculous. We've seen it all year. 5-0, and they're undefeated. They've got players. They've got recruits that are just unstoppable on both sides of the ball. So Mizzou is also is not only going to have to look at playing very, very, very strongly on offense, coming out quick, but they'll also have to be able to have a little bit of luck. And when I'm talking about luck, I'm talking about the ball taking a crazy bounce or something like that if they're going to stay in this game. Because Alabama, the mistakes cannot happen. I've done a lot of thinking about this, and I think the one way that Mizzou could probably have like, their greatest chances about it with uh, Alabama – I want you guys to think about what is like the one sort of like offensive play style that emphasizes holding on to the ball a lot, having an incredibly strong run game, maybe doesn't rely a whole lot on the quarterback making mistakes. What are you talking about, Chris? I'm talking about the triple option, Matthew the Terry. Triple, that's triple the uh, option. triple option. <laughs> Drew Lock can make so many mistakes running a triple option. <laughs> you need to be you need to be so disciplined. You need to read everything. I mean, perfectly. through the air. There's a there. Okay, fair. There's a reason only military teams and Georgia Tech <laughs> run a triple Tech. option. Georgia Tech, arguably the smartest school, the smartest like Power Five school, be based on just their engineering alone. And they run the triple option, so really makes you think. Yeah, 
Anyways, we're going to take a short break. We're done talking about Mizzou, Alabama. So far, we're going to touch on that again at the bottom of the hour when usual host and producer James Stanley calls in. Right now, you're listening to Salute Your Sports here on KCOU. We'll be right back. On the next edition of Mizzou Football on KCOU 88.1 FM, the Tigers head to Tuscaloosa for a matchup with the number one ranked and undefeated Alabama Crimson Tide. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 6 p.m. Central and kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Don't miss the Tigers and the Tide this Saturday, October 13th on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. KCOU is the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. children are literally eating themselves to death. Many experts predict that this may be the first generation of children that doesn't live as long as their parents because of the problem of obesity. A quarter of American children don't exercise regularly. The average school-age child watches four to six hours of TV every day, bombarded by commercials for fast food and junk. How you make these kinds of lifestyle changes in your kids is to make them yourself. Make the effort. Fight childhood obesity. Every Thursday from 4 to 5, tune into KCOU 88.1 for Cut the Nets for commentary over the NBA. Like everyone but. shoots like 40% from three in Brad Stevens' offense. That's not Marcus point. Smart. NFL. Browns are going to finish like 6-6-4. Six, six, and four. Mizzou Athletics. Which is these, these next three games are the biggest opportunities for Mizzou to suck I, I, out of any games all season. I, and more. His hairline's like back, like way back. He looks like he's like 40. He looks like a dad. Check out Cut the Nets. We'll be back next week, same time, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Thursdays. And Chuck, always shoot your shot. KCOU would like to thank Cafe Berlin for their support. Check out Cafe Berlin's delicious and diverse brunch menu at CafeBerlinComo.com. Looking for a fun night out in Columbia? Check out Cafe Berlin's live music calendar on their website as well. Thank you, Cafe Berlin, for your continued support of KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to Salute Your Sports here on Sports Saturday, KCOU.FM 88.1. I'm Matthew Terry. Chris Mitchell, Logan Perone, and Michael Imami filling in for James Stanley, who again is in Tuscaloosa for the Mizzou versus Alabama game. We're going to talk about the SEC. What's going on around the conference right now? We've got two games going on in the Southeastern Conference. Vanderbilt leading. 14th ranked Florida, 21 to 13. Vanderbilt looking for their first SEC victory of the year. Florida, after coming off a big win last week, struggling right now. And Auburn, 21 ranked, just barely hanging on against Tennessee, 17 to 13. 
right now. In both of those games, is a very surprising score because these were two games that most people would have predicted the ranked teams would have ran away with them. And right now, Vanderbilt's taking it to Florida. It was 21-3 to at one point, and Florida's easing back into that game and made it down to one possession. And Tennessee's hanging with Auburn in a year where pretty much everyone thinks that Tennessee is going to amount to absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's been one of those years, I think, for uh, Auburn at least. You know how there's usually like uh, either a fire Gus Malzahn year or a extend Gus Malzahn until the end of time year. I think you see, I think we're in the middle of a fire Gus year because you see those two losses that Auburn's got right now, and they're against you know Mississippi State and LSU. And that Mississippi State game was really ugly. And now you got Tennessee hanging around with Auburn going into the third quarter, like halfway through the third quarter. It, at Auburn, it's like, I don't know, man. It's uh, looking a little bit shady under the light. Yeah, this is not a good look for Auburn. I mean, obviously, obviously Tennessee isn't, you know, the complete dumpster fire that everyone thinks it is. But at the same time, Auburn should not be holding this. They should not let Tennessee hold this close with them in a game where they're supposed to run away with this. As far as... UFC and Vandy goes, or UFC, uh, Florida and Vandy goes. This one to me is, I'm not shocked because I feel like they're coming off, at least Florida is coming off cloud nine after their upset last week. So I think it's a little bit of a mind game there. Florida should have, you know, should be leading this game. Like you said, Matt, they are coming back in. It was 21 to three at one point. But uh, yeah, no. I think this is just a Florida's on cloud nine, and Vandy's taking advantage of that. And also to point out something about the Tennessee-Auburn game, talk about uh, dejection. Auburn, looking at the score right now, yeah, it is 17-13. They are winning, but it's a home game for them. And Auburn is expected, and at home especially, they've been fantastic. They're 4-2 and two on the year. Their season has been a disappointment. We talk about looking around the SEC. This is... You know, and, and you pointed out, Tennessee is not the dumpster fire that we thought it was going to be or that we, we might think it is. But at the same time, it's 334 left in the third quarter, and there's a four-point differential, and Auburn is just on the cusp of losing this game potentially. So they have to keep that in mind because this is going to be a problem for the rest of the season for them. Funny thing is, while you were talking, Jared Garantano passed to Juwan Jennings for a 25-yard touchdown. Tennessee taking the lead now. Oh, my goodness. Nineteen <laughs> seventeen extra point pending. I just saw that on the ESPN live feed. And at the my same, phone's a little bit faster. And at the same time, Vanderbilt is driving on Florida. They do have a third and seven in the Gator red zone. And while those are going on, there's a big top 15 matchup in the SEC, which in this conference seems like it happens once a week or so. But Georgia traveling down to Death Valley to take on the LSU Tigers. Georgia ranked second in the country. A team Mizzou fans are far too familiar with. 6-0, and 4-0 in the SEC. Taking on the 5-1 and LSU Tigers. 2-1 and in the SEC. It's going to be a big matchup. It's going to be big for LSU if they can come back from that loss last week. Yeah, this is definitely going to be one of the hotter uh, SEC matchups this year. Especially since, you know, LSU's got a quarterback now. Joe Burrows, I think his name is, yeah. Where if he's solid and he's, like, on his game, then LSU should be fine. But if he keeps making mistakes and he's not playing that good, then you might end up losing to a team like Florida, per se, by a grant, by two pick sixes or something along those lines. 
I mean, mind you, though, that Georgia's going to bring the same defensive pressure that Florida had last week. So, really, in my mind, LSU, yeah, they want to bounce back off a loss. And in my opinion, that was quite embarrassing on their part. But if they're going to face a team that's a lot tougher, they have to wake up this week. They can't let that defensive pressure from the Bulldogs. Like you said, they have a quarterback now. Great. Just be mindful that Georgia's going to bring that same pressure as last week. Yeah, you mentioned uh, they have a quarterback. Now, I agree with that, but Georgia's got two quarterbacks. they got Jake Fromm and Justin Fields. That one-two punch is going to be unstoppable today from, from what I predict because LSU, I think they're going to hang in there. I think this is going to be a really, really close game. It's going to come down to the end, but at the end of the day, I believe with this Georgia offense and that Georgia defense, and I think LSU is going to match it a little bit so far. I think through four quarters, I think you're going to see a lot of back and forth going on, but you know what? Georgia's going to win this game for one reason, and that's because it's going to come down to a nail-biter, bitter ending again. LSU's going to be devastated, and I think it's going to come down to a field goal in this game. It's going to be crazy. That sounds about right. That's usually how these matchups go. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to be a matchup to tune into. Other two games going on in the SEC that aren't Mizzou-Alabama happening tonight. Texas A&M-South Carolina going on. to uh, Texas A&M 22nd ranked 4-2, and two, just coming off that big win against previously undefeated Kentucky and Ole Miss versus Arkansas Ole Miss Ooh. four and two oh and two in the SEC Arkansas their claim to fame this year is putting up 30 points on Alabama and losing to North Texas so that should be a fun interesting matchup that I'm sure thousands of people will be tuned in to watch yeah you talk about games where you know the cliche of throwing record books out the window seems like every single year or at least every time they match up Ole Miss and Arkansas go somewhere absolutely crazy. That's right. So what was it? Three it was three years ago they had the the Hunter Henry fourth and twenty six in overtime, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Something like the like the triple lateral play. Yeah. It always does seem like these two teams do something interesting. And Jordan Tamu is very fun to watch. He already has nineteen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns in six games this year. Along with AJ Brown, who I believe is a top five receiver in the country out of Ole Miss. Oh, yeah, he's stupid good. Oh, yeah, he already has 600 receiving yards this year <laughs> in six games, averaging about 100 a game. So Ole Miss's offense, very fun to watch. Ole Miss's defense, Ole Miss's defense on the other hand. Very not fun to watch. It depends on, it depends on if you're looking for good defense or if you're looking for just oh. stupid things. Oh, yeah, they'd fit right in at the Big 12. Oh, yeah. Unless you're Texas Tech TCU. Well, remember, Ole Miss played Texas Tech this year. They did. That was the first game of the year, and there was a touchdown in each of like, the first oh, three plays. That was such a good game, or at least a good first half. It was a good first quarter before Texas A&M forgot how to play offense, or Texas Tech, my apologies, forgot how to play offense, which doesn't usually happen because pretty much all Texas Tech knows how to do, <laughs> dating back to those Patrick Mahomes days. Yeah. Again, or, unless you're uh, uh, Texas Tech against TCU on Thursday. I was Man, I was so bummed. Yeah, talk about that game, Chris, because you were texting me how upset you are about that. Yeah, I was so mad because, okay, so going into that game, I was expecting, oh, man, it's probably going to be something like a shootout because TCU at home, you know, that always helps out your offense a little bit. And then you got Texas Tech, whose offense is always, like, super dynamic, super good, while their defense really isn't. So I was expecting some somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, maybe, like, 60 points total overall being scored, somewhere close to the spread. Neither team crossed a 20-point threshold. I believe the final score was something like 17-14. Definitely. Oh, my God. Man, it's like one of those things that's like, man, I wanted to watch that. If you, like, hid both of those teams from me 
and you like just presented the score to me and told me this was a conference matchup, I'd be like, oh, this must be something from like the Big Ten. No, it's from the Big Twelve. Get that out of here. I come, here. I come to the Big 12 for points. I'm upset. I'll come for defense. That should have been your airing of grievances, and I apologize for forcing that out of you so quickly. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I got another one in the tank. Oh, good. There's no shortage <laughs> of things to complain about here. I'm so, <laughs> here on Salute Your Sports. Going to keep it right here for the next couple of minutes again with the SEC. Well, let's touch on this Texas A&M-South Carolina game. South Carolina right now 3-2. and two. They were a team that people expected a lot of this year. They some people thought they could challenge Georgia for the SECs and thought they'd be arguably the second best team in that division. However, they have fallen off two and two, only getting one of those wins because of the win last week against Mizzou, where the Tigers basically shot themselves in the foot repeatedly. South Carolina, arguably the biggest disappointment in the SEC so far this year. Yeah, South Carolina just hasn't made that second step they need, especially if they wanted. Okay, so if they want to make that second step, they need their quarterback to you know step up and start making those big plays. They need their defense to step up and start making those big plays. I believe South Carolina coming into at least last week had one of the uh, was that one of the lower ranked as far as the big plays go. Like I don't think they crossed the uh, thirty plus yard play threshold. What? At least like a lot of thresholds on the show today. Yeah, a lot of thresholds out here. We're talking about thresholds, anyways. They didn't. They didn't make a whole lot of big plays coming into last week, and even after last week's game, I still don't think. I still don't think they were that high on the big play rating. So that's another one of those things where it's like uh, unfortunate for Gamecocks fans who were kind of hoping for like the next level to like challenge Georgia. We just haven't seen that yet. Yeah, and the play of Jake Bentley itself has also been rather disappointing and also the fact that he got hurt doesn't exactly help things but right now the SEC especially with these two matchups we're seeing today as Vanderbilt turns the ball over and doesn't score on that red zone possession that I referenced earlier is that it doesn't seem like aside from Alabama and Georgia it doesn't seem like there's really any like great teams or any it seems like every team just manages to prove us wrong with what we think of them each week like people thought Texas A&M wasn't that good and then they came in and beat Kentucky. People thought Kentucky was for real this year. They lose to A&M. People think LSU is not going to be their best this year. They're ranked 13th in the country right now. So it's been a weird year for the SEC. It's been a really weird year. For all the teams that we thought were going to make, like, the next big step, they haven't really. They've kind of stumbled a little bit. And for all the teams that we thought were going to be really great this year, they just turned out to be, like, like pretty good as opposed to, like, you know, great Hey, pretty good, still pretty good. Yeah, and you don't want to say, like, the SEC is, you know, not fun to watch because that's not what it is. It's just, you're right, Chris, those teams that we're supposed to, or we expected to, take the next step and really be competitive with, you know, powerhouses like Georgia and Alabama just haven't made that step. And like you said, Matt, we kind of make an assumption on one week and then they'll go and prove us wrong. So it's not that it's not fun football to watch. It's just unfortunate that, they're just not playing up to par with where we think they are. And if we think that, kind of whatever we think, it's just kind of been like the opposite all year. <laughs> Especially for Mizzou. This is to show that no one knows anything here. <laughs> I mean, you know, the SEC in a sense, I mean, it's a lot of unpredictable games this year in all leagues, I'd say. But I think we've seen a lot of times where we have, we've said something and, you know, we've said it on air and then we said, okay, it's going to be an easy win. It's definitely going to be a game that comes down to the wire, and then it's a blowout. 
You know, South Carolina, I think, was a huge disappointment this year. Of course, the one dream win they had last week had to come against Missouri. But, I mean, I think a lot of people really wanted to see, you know, Alabama come out today and pound Mizzou today. Because the problem with all these upsets in this in this league and what and what I've seen over the past year is the wrong it's it's the 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 problems with these games is it's coming off of the wrong things. It's penalties, it's turnovers. The Missouri offense, we talk about that versus South Carolina, we said Missouri's gonna win easy. Well guess what? Flags come in at the wrong time. Turnovers, blocked punts, interceptions, pick sixes. This is a problem around the league. The quarterbacks that we think are going to do great end up having a bad day because of these. Yeah, definitely. And it's a problem we've seen, like you said, in the SEC and in college football as a whole. It's just been a weird year, like in general. So we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll have our beloved usual producer, James Stanley, here to talk with us about Mizzou versus Alabama. Be coming on right up next here on Salute Your Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. Put me in coaches back for the fall semester. Catch Adam Cole, Bennett Durando, and myself, Jimmy Frouse, for the latest insight on sports that people care about. And curling. Tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. And don't forget about our title segment, where we'll look at the worst in sports from the past week. It's a groovy time. fans, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that 80% of MU students have a negative opinion of people who litter during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. On the next edition of Mizzou Football on KCOU 88.1 FM, the Tigers head to Tuscaloosa for a matchup with the number one ranked and undefeated Alabama Crimson Tide. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 6 p.m. Central and kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Don't miss the Tigers and the Tide this Saturday, October 13th on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. KCOU is the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit, no time to waste. Oh, man, mm, man. Hello, hello. From Coppage to break the play hey, the pylon. I'm Corbett oh, Koslack. Okay. And I'm Daniel Virag. <laughs> 
break yep, McQueen is, is back a... for a second season. All the analysis and in-depth looks at the NFL, NCAA, and football from across the country. 58! Blue 58, go! Breaking the Plains, Saturday mornings, 11 to noon, all throughout football season on KCOU 88.1 FM and online at kcou.fm. KCOU would like to thank One to One Print Shop for their support. One to One outfitted our entire staff with custom performance polos and t-shirts, and they can do the same for your business or organization. To learn more, visit them at 1610 Paris Road or go to their website at oneto1printshop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E printshop.com. Thank you, One to One, for supporting KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. message from the National Science Foundation. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Salute Your Sports. I am Matthew Terry, Chris Mitchell, Logan Pro, and Michael Mommy along with me. We have a special, very special person calling into the show right now. Our lovely and usual co-host and friend, James Stanley. How are you doing down in Alabama? <laughs> Perfect delivery of that one, Matthew Terry. How Thank are you, you guys doing? Is it cold back up there? Oh, yeah, it's about like 50 degrees here. It's pretty chilly. It was pretty chilly last night, too. <laughs> Definitely. It's supposed to be just about uh, 75 degrees and sunny at kickoff. So uh, Garrett Jones Ooh. and I were debating whether or not to go with the, the quarter zips and uh, ties. We're going with polos today. So Ooh. thank you very much. <laughs> to, to one in one print shop, but uh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Wow, you you do not know how long I've been wow, waiting I to do this. Like to be you. Yeah, now you know how it feels. <laughs> you do not know how I've, <laughs> how long I've waited to just pepper you with sound bites in the, while you're you talking know, after I, like I six never, weeks. Of you doing never it to should me. have never should have sent those to you this morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering why you weren't really why you weren't really questioning why I needed them. Considering how much I've set up to test them on the air. Well, this is like shooting fish in a barrel for you, ain't it? Oh, yeah, like, exactly. It's going to be like the game tonight, I'm afraid. Easy oh, money. yeah, so fun. So uh, what's, the, um, what's the vibe? How are you feeling about this game from the Mizzou side of things about this upcoming contest against the top-ranked Alabama? Well, this is just this is a gut feeling, and I was talking with Garrett and our, and our host here in Alabama, which, by the way, we've had incredible hospitality down here. Uh, not just from our hosts, but also from people we've interacted with and uh, and then coming on down here. So we want to want to give a big thank you uh, to, to everyone who's helped us out with this, and uh, including Alabama's football's uh, SID. He was able to, to get us a parking pass, and that's not normally not something that they give to, to radio outlets. So uh, we're, we're very blessed. But um, anyways, uh, no, with, uh, with, with, with this gut feeling, I was talking with our host and Garrett Jones this morning. This is the kind of game where Mizzou could lead at the half, you know, maybe 20 to 17, but then in the second half, just not make the adjustments and get absolutely blown out. And I just have a, I have a hankering or not a hankering, but an inkling that that, that that could happen. 
That does seem like a common theme for Mizzou is not making necessary adjustments. Nope. Well, and just look at, I mean, the college football world is, uh, is on its head this morning with, with uh, Florida losing to, uh, not, they've not lost yet, but they're, but they're behind Vanderbilt at this point. Only one they point were down right 20- now. They were well, and Florida's now making a comeback, which once again, that's what separates the Floridas from the Vanderbilt. That's what separates the Alabamas from the Mizzou's, and that's you know making those second half adjustments. And I mean, Nick Saban is something else. Alabama's not lost a homecoming game his entire career at Alabama. They've not lost a homecoming game since 2001. So yeah. this is going to be a very, very tough matchup for Mizzou today. And I, I know there are people up in Columbia when I was going down. They said, well, homecoming's a bigger deal at, at Mizzou than it is in Alabama. No, there are more people here than what would normally be here on a, uh, you know, a on, a, on a normal Saturday afternoon. Against a, and a, if you an know opponent the, like Mizzou's caliber, which isn't exactly the best. Well, and, th- that, and that's the thing. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I was going to say this on the show next week. How is how is Mizzou going to recruit with the Alabamas and the, I mean, even Tennessee, you know, they have a nice, I mean, Mizzou has a nice campus and everything, but they're, they're still a Big 12 school compared to, to Alabama and the SEC, compared to Tennessee, compared to South Carolina, compared to almost every other school in the SEC. Kentucky and, and Ole Miss are very comparable campuses to Mizzou, but, I mean, Ole Miss at least has the Grove. And But uh, stadium-wise, it's just from a recruiting standpoint, you come down here, the stadium is the tallest structure, it seems like, in Tuscaloosa. It just dominates the, it just dominates the scenery when you get down around it. There's some, there's some buildings. And uh, Tuscaloosa is a big town. It's on the up and up, too. It's, it's growing. It's getting larger. So it's it's just interesting looking at that from a from a standpoint of uh, of of like recruiting, but in in terms of the game, the X's and O's, Mizzou's just going to have to get lucky with with and not only that, not only be lucky, but they're going to have to play clean football. Drew Locke has to have an immaculate game, and they might have a chance here with Tua Tungavailoa having having a, I don't know if it's a knee sprain. We'll, we'll get this clarified before we go officially on air, but he has. He's playing a little bit gimpy with his with his right leg. I think it's a knee or an ankle sprain. So that that might be a chance for Mizzou to uh, to maybe get a few points back on him. But Alabama, this is just a secondary that is crazy. And it's not that the secondary makes plays on the deep ball and defends the pass really well. But you look at their secondary guys. Uh, you, you go out to cornerback to Trayvon Diggs, and uh, well, actually he's he's out for this game. He uh, he broke his leg last week at Arkansas. But uh, Xavier McKinney. And uh, even uh, Afrony Jennings, some of these guys who are corners and outside linebackers are leading the team in sacks, quarterback hurries, and tackles for loss. So that just shows you that there's some sort of rotation that they're working with uh, to bring in the secondary to, to charge off, the, charge off the, the offensive line and get back to the quarterback. And I think that Mizzou's only chance, is, which is kind of funny, Mizzou and Alabama are tied right now in terms of the national rankings of their offensive line. So that might be something that will help out Mizzou against this against this offense, uh, or pardon me, against this Crimson Tide defense. But it's going to be a really tough game for Missouri. This is I'm making another analogy. You know the you know the Charge of the Light Brigade? I'm sorry, what? The, the what poem? Is... No, James. You know, the, uh, you know the poem, The Charge of the Light Brigade? I do not, James. Into the Valley of Death, Road the 500. It's, it's, if, you ever, if you've ever seen the movie uh, The Blind Side, it's, it's the poem that Michael Orr's character writes about. Okay. For his ah. paper. Okay. Basically, you know, half a league, half a league, half a league onward. Well, I don't hold me to it. It might have been the Seven Years' War. It was, it was the, it was the British, I believe, fighting the, uh, the Russians uh, over near like where the Ottoman Empire is. Anyways, the British were outnumbered, but they're, but they're. The Crimean War. Decided, yeah. Well. Uh, oh, that. Yeah, Crimean War. 
Well, uh, the, the leader of the British troops decided to take his men in against insurmountable odds, and they all got slaughtered. And that's what I kind of feel like this that this game is playing up to. I hate to say it, trying to be impartial, but there's just not a lot Mizzou can do here. And coming in three and two and dropping a game to South Carolina last week, Drop I mean, this team, if, if they will drop their last two, Georgia's a little more excusable, but South Carolina, they should have won that one. And they yeah. could they could have beat Georgia too. So it's I mean it's just another typical Mizzou season. But if somehow Mizzou wins this wins this game, the, I'll give a shout out to the uh, to the Mazodcast. Uh, if you're familiar familiar with them on Twitter, they have a they have an article up right now. It has some uncolorful language in it, but it just talks about uh, everything that'll go crazy if, if if Mizzou upsets Alabama. And one of those things I think is that which this would be nuts. They should build a statue to Barry Odom ahead of Gary Pinkle. Ooh. Um, it wouldn't be a salute your sports without a rather long and winded James Stanley history reference. And of course, <laughs> uh, right before you go, James, what does Mizzou have to do to win this game? Just like I said, they, they, they have to get, they have to get lucky with, with turnovers. I guess you guess you create your own luck, but if Alabama does not play a clean football game, Mizzou capitalizes, it's, it's not so much as, as I mean, Mizzou needs to play perfect, but, the only way Alabama loses is, is if they don't play a clean football game. Otherwise, I mean, Tua Tungavailoa has the number one quarterback rating of the country, 98.5 out of 100. It's it's hard to stop a guy like that, and he deserves to win the Heisman. On top of that is his brother uh, plays at a high school in Birmingham, and, and had Garrett and I not got in so late last night, we were going to go try to watch his little brother play uh, in Birmingham because that would have been something kind of neat to see. Uh, scouts are saying that Tua's little brother is even better than he is. So That's terrifying. There, there's just – there's just yeah no this this is terrifying and uh, I'm having flashbacks to the uh, to the to the 2012 game Oof. when when Mizzou got metaphorically and literally suplexed in that one against uh, against the Crimson Tide. <sighs> All right, well thank you James for calling in, taking time out of a busy day for you down in Alabama to bring your enlightening words to salute your sports. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Matthew Terry and, uh, and 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 Chris and I'll and I'll see you guys on Monday. Yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday, Maybe at, or least Wednesday. at least by Wednesday, at least Wednesday. I hope by Wednesday. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully uh, Garrett and I make it out of here. Just and we'll, won't have an experience like the movie deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> Squeal like a pig. I'm kidding. <laughs> goodbye, James. All right. Goodbye. Thanks guys. Good luck. That was James Stanley, normal host of salute your sports down in Alabama for the Mizzou versus Alabama football game broadcasting it later today. Take a short break. When we come back, we're talking about what's going on in the rest of the country, but I want to say a few words about KCOU's sports social media. Stay up to date with the latest sports news on and off campus by following at KCOU Sports on Twitter and Instagram. KCOU Sports social media provides schedules for upcoming broadcasts, Sports Saturday information, links to the latest columns from our talented staffers, and of course, much more. Once more, that is at KCOU Sports on Twitter, Instagram, for the latest happenings on the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Listen to the cast every Monday at 4 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and streaming worldwide on KCOU.FM. We're talking Mizzou football, Mizzou basketball, and all things sports. If you want sports, you'll find it every Monday at 4 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. It's the cast, the Colton Anderson Sports Talk with David Koontz on KCOU.
I gamble on your love, baby. While gambling can be fun if you're of a legal age, it's not a risk-free activity. For some college students, gambling for fun can turn into a serious problem and have a negative impact on their lives. Visit www.collegegambling.org to learn more about college gambling, how to make responsible decisions, and where to find resources for help if you have a gambling problem. This resource and message is brought to you by the National Center for Responsible Gaming and KCOU 88.1 FM. Ball Don't Lie. <laughs> Straight up, give it to us. Ball Don't Lie and neither do we. Catch Ball Don't Lie every Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1. With me, Anthony Dean. Derek McKinney. And Connor McCann. Uh, Wallace picks up two quick tackles. Ball Don't Lie. That Ball Don't Lie. KCOU is streaming instantly to your computer or mobile device. Just log on to kcou.fm to listen online anytime. KCOU 88.1 FM. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Salute Your Sports. I am Matthew Terry, Chris Mitchell, Logan Perone, Michael Mami here for this great sports Saturday edition of KCOU's longest running sports talk show. Don't got much time left in the show today, but we still want to touch on some other things happening in college football right now. Ohio State beating Minnesota 20 to 14. There's an update on those two games we were talking about earlier. Florida has taken the lead against Vanderbilt, going up 27 to 21. That is 24 unanswered points for the Gators and Tennessee leading Auburn 27 to 17 also just getting underway Pitt versus fifth ranked Notre Dame so gentlemen for right now got a good slate of college football games going on later so I want to give me your game to watch and why is it your game to watch Chris we'll start with you I'm going with Pitt Notre Dame because so far, Notre Dame has really impressed everybody, including me. They've looked really good on offense. Their defense is crazy. Books looked really good. But they ha- I feel like we're very close to having that one trademark, easily winnable game that Notre Dame just throws it away. And I think that could be Pitt. Because we saw this last year, right? Pitt was kind of mediocre, dropped a lot of games they should have won. One, I think they won one or two games leading up to their game against Miami. What happens? Pow! Miami got got, and that ruined all their playoff chances just like that. Was it last year or two years ago where Pitt beat uh, Clemson too? <laughs> I think it was two years. Was it last year? I don't remember. I think it was two years ago. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it was two years. Someone described the, fit, the Pitt football program as like a Death Star that takes a year to charge. <laughs> at least two games to test fire. And then on that third game, they just obliterate whoever's in their path. And right now, these two teams are on a crash course for Pitt to have that one signature upset in a season that really doesn't mean much besides that. So Irish fans, just hang in there, man. It's going to be a long, it's going to be a long day <laughs> if uh, history is any indication. And if they're not, 
Maybe Notre Dame's legit. Who knows? Logan, what about you? I mean, college game day is there. It's, you know, big game in the Big Ten. I have to go with Wisconsin at Michigan. So you got you got 15 Wisconsin, 12 Michigan, both undefeated in the Big Ten. And you have a team, a Wisconsin team with Jonathan Taylor, who leads the FBS in rush yards per game, just under 170. And Michigan, who leads the FBS with uh, 230 total yards allowed. So that's a really good running back versus a really good defense. I think it's going to be a good game to watch at all, you know, in general. And then you have to take into account that Michigan has won six of their last seven home games versus Wisconsin. I just think that's going to be a good game to watch, especially for it being a top 15 matchup. And Michael, what about you? Oh, Matt, you know I was going to talk about this. Colorado at USC. (laughs) He's fixing. I've been talking about this all day. Oh, my God. Yeah, Colorado at USC, 9.30 p.m. tonight. You got to love those West Coast games, man. Stay up till midnight. Pac-12 after dark. Pac-12 after dark, (laughs) baby. Oh, yeah, got to love that. Undefeated Colorado, uh, Steven Montez versus JT Daniels. Colorado coming out big this season. How about how about uh, the dark horse this year, Colorado? My God! And then you know the thing that I think is really funny, they beat Nebraska, they beat UCLA, teeth. and they beat Arizona State. Come on, this this is insane. This is insane. Colorado USC is my matchup tonight. That's definitely going to be a good one. I'm going to stay in that same conference. I'm going to stay in the Pac-12. And I'm going to go with a game that's not so after dark. It is. A bit early for Pac-12 standards, but it's still going to be a good one. Washington taking on Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. 17th-ranked Ducks. This rivalry has really picked up a lot of steam since Washington has gotten good again now that both teams are up there amongst the best programs in the country. Of course, Oregon hit a little lull since Chip Kelly left. 17th-ranked there. Trying to get right back up there. So this will be a very good game. Jake Browning for Washington with 1,500 yards and nine touchdowns already this year. This game could end up deciding in the Pac-12 North, especially since Stanford hasn't exactly looked that good so far this year. So Washington versus Oregon, 7th ranked versus 17th ranked. That is my matchup to watch this week. Of course, we got some other games going on in the top 25 tonight. Michigan State taking on 8th ranked Penn State. Baylor in newly ranked and back top 10. Texas, Baylor versus number nine, Texas. Top 10 UCF last year's national champions taking on Memphis. Of course, That's number right. six, West Virginia at Iowa State, which will be another good one. Crazy things always happen in Ames, Iowa. Miami at Virginia. Wisconsin at Michigan, like we mentioned. And, of course, Colorado versus USC. So that's going to wrap up for our college football coverage for the day. We're going to take another short break. But when we come back, everyone's favorite time of day, we will be airing our grievances about all things sports, about all things life. You do not want to miss this. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to KCOU Sports Saturday. This is Salute Your Sports. We'll be right back, folks. Dorks, don't even talk to him. Cowabunga! Turn it up. 
On the next edition of Mizzou Football on KCOU 88.1 FM, the Tigers head to Tuscaloosa for a matchup with the number one ranked and undefeated Alabama Crimson Tide. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 6 p.m. Central and kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Don't miss the Tigers and the Tide this Saturday, October 13th on KCLU 88.1 FM and KCLU.FM. KCLU is the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Welcome back to Salute Your Sports. From the final few minutes of the show here today, here on another lovely KCOU Sports Saturday. And I sadly do not have the soundbite for it. I do not know where it went. But it's time to air our grievances. Chris Mitchell, we're going to start with you. What do you have to rant about today? Okay, so my beef today is about college football fans. In this specific instance, I'm going to talk about a beat reporter for the Crimson Tide who talked about how he picked Mizzou to at least cover the spread against Alabama, and he received one very pointed and angry email from a Tide fan that goes a little something like this. How in the world can you pick Missouri to beat Alabama? You need to have your head examined. You are an Alabama beat reporter for AOL.com. Act like one and support your team. Alabama 72, Missouri 24. Roll Tide, roll! It just disappoints me all the way down to the bottom of my heart that these people don't see the vision that being this Alabama beat reporter do that Mizzou is not just not a good team, but a great team because as all good teams may win a game, great teams cover. So I appreciate this beat reporter for sharing my vision and also boo to this Alabama fan for believing that Mizzou will not cover. Okay, I'm going to have to start off with a little bit of beef I have with Rollins at night. <clears throat> Please give me some more wings. Like, come on. I'm using up my swipes here. Like, this is this is ridiculous. The main thing I'm going to complain about today is Clayton Kershaw in the postseason. Now, as a, I'm only 18, and I've grown up over the last few years. I'm like, oh, I love this guy. I'm going to picture myself when I play baseball. I'm like, Kershaw's my man. So I have a Kershaw shirt, and I have to walk around wearing that. During the postseason, I know I can't wear that. Because it's just like, I have to do the walk of shame. I walk into class, I get looks from Cardinals fans, I get looks from just people in general. They're like, bro, you choke? I'm like, listen, when you have a 426 lifetime postseason ERA and you're one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball, kind of embarrassing. It's like... It's not great. No, uh, it's not It's not horrible, but it's definitely not great. And it's like, come on. Kershaw needs to show up in the postseason. He's never going to get a ring if he doesn't. That's as simply put as I can get. Michael, take over. All right. You know what I got beef with? I got beef with the Washington Redskins. How about those 2-2 two and two Redskins? Running the NFC East at 2-2, two and two, man. Ahead of Dallas, ahead of Philly, ahead of New York. But you know what? I want to talk about Monday Night Football, that Drew Brees game. And you know Matt's going to go nuts over this. Okay. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Drew Brees comes out, breaks the record, shatters everything. Who that? Gets in the 500. Okay, thank you very much. Gets in the 500 club for touchdowns. Come on. Seriously. That Redskins defense couldn't cover nobody. Seriously. It wasn't all Drew Brees. 
It was bad defense. Quarterback like that's got to throw to somebody, and he did plenty of times without coverage, which is what the touchdown was on. I'm gonna prepare. I'm gonna pretend that didn't happen. All right. Yeah, let's just so, move it. The last thing I'm going to talk about, normally when I air my grievances, I'm a little passionate about something, and it's usually something at least a little bit serious, but this isn't at all. I'm on a Marvel kick of Marvel movies, and last night I watched the first Thor. So not Dark World, not Ragnarok, the first Thor. And the thing that stood out to me the most, other than how fun of a movie that was, was how many Dutch camera angles were in that movie. And for those that don't know, that's when the that's when the screen is tilted. So you see a person's face at like a 30 degree angle. And it's the most annoying thing because it's all I could pick up on throughout the end of the movie, throughout some of the most pivotal scenes that happened. Like they're showing Jane's face once Thor like left and went back to Asgard. And all you could tell was that stupid camera angle. And that really ruined part of the movie for me. So that is what I am airing my grievances about. The director of Th- First Thor, whose name is escaping me right now. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah. Also, Thor's bleached eyebrows look stupid, my column. So that'll be it for airing our grievances. I'm going to end with Chris. You have something to take away this for this Mizzou-Alabama matchup. Go for it. Okay, first things first, thank you so much for tuning in to Salute Your Sports. You can catch us every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central on KCOU 88.1 or KCOU.fm. Tonight, the Missouri Tigers play against the Alabama Crimson Tide. They're undefeated. They've never lost a homecoming game since 2001. Lock your doors. Hide your children. Pray to every god you can think of. Good night and good luck. See you guys later. Thank you, Chris. For that, I'm Matthew Terry, Chris Mitchell, Michael Mommy, Logan Perone. Stay tuned for preferred walk-ons coming up right after this. Thank you for tuning in, folks.